Welcome to another episode of the Metacrypt. I'm your co-host, Corey. I'm Scotland. You See, even when you introduce us, you have to stop and think about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, like I said, I forget my name. Uh, this is the last episode of 2023. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It'll be the next week. It'll be 2024. Crazy. I know. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate. I, had, I have friends that celebrate Yule, Christmas, whatever you do. I hope you had a good time. We took the week off. Festivus. What? You don't know about Festivus? This is a stupid dad joke coming. For the rest of us. There it is. That's not a stupid dad joke. It's a Seinfeld thing. Stupid dad jokes. <laughs> it's fucking Seinfeld. God. Yep. Fucking young. Anyways. Anyways. What's, what's been going on in magic that we know of? Fucking nothing. It's Christmas time. No one's doing shit. We didn't have any product releases. You know, Watsy shoveled out all they could beforehand and probably made fucking bank this year, of course. Oh, of course they did. Yeah. But for uh, a little gift from my dad and my brother, because my birthday was the week right before uh, Christmas, uh, they got me two of the Lord of the Rings scene boxes. And I wanted to talk about those because they're kind of shit. Well, yeah. It's $35 for six cards and three packs and a stupid little display yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I was uh, I saw them. I was not thrilled with the quality of the scene set up themselves. They should have found a way to set it up to where you don't see the black tab that holds the upper row in. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I after I got those, I, I just brought them straight over here because we were doing stuff for my birthday. We just had Andrew. Fuck Andrew. Got to get that done early. We had Andrew and uh Blake come over we jammed out some commander and yeah I was opening packs and shit before they got here and yeah it's like cool $35 for six cards and uh, three packs yeah but the cards that came in those are good cards some of them so the the might of Galadriel and the Aragorn one have so Galadriel herself I think is like 20 bucks and then in Aragorn the uh, the quick reflexes of Legolas yes. which is that stupid instant is like $36. So like I money back on that one. Cool. And plus I pulled like delighted halfling and a few other like decent cards out of it. But it's like because eh, now I have to pick up the other two <laughs> to finish them out because well, I'm like that. And it's like, cool, this is going to be 70 bucks to and the And the problem nothing. and the problem with it is it, can you get those cards anywhere other than in those? Not that I'm aware of. You might be able to get them out of the uh, holiday collector boosters. Okay. But I, I can't say that for sure. I don't. Yeah, know. I was going to say, because I mean, I, I like the fact that they have these cool cards in them, but I would like to be able to get them elsewhere, even if they were called something different. You know what you could do? Buy singles. I could, but why in the hell would I buy singles when I, the card I want is a $37 card that I can spend 35 bucks and get plus other stuff. Well, if that's the only one you want, but for any all pretty much all of the other ones, except like, like I said, so two of them are like money back guarantees, the Galadriel and the Aragorn. But the other two, the Witch King, the Witch King's Flight, I think, is the other one. And then the third one is is Gandalf, something to do with Gandalf killing people. Yeah. And like I said, the the board itself, when you put the cards together, you want the scene and you want to be able to see the scene. And the fact that there's a tab that kind of over overshows the top and the bottom levels really screws up the fact that it doesn't it takes it from being the one big picture into like weird 
split pictures. Yeah, well, in that end, you're not supposed to put the actual cards in there. You're just supposed to put the art cards in there. Yeah. And I learned this because I damaged one of the art cards trying to get it in there. The art cards or the regular cards? The art. I did not damage the regular ones. I know better. Oh. But yeah. So I guess my goal with those now is I'm going to take all of them and I'm going to build a commander deck off of each one, which I did with Galadriel so far. We actually just play tested before that. What did you think? Uh, I mean, it's one on one, so... Which is it, most of what we play. It's pretty good there, but I mean, we'd have to play it in a pod to kind of see what happens with it. Yeah, I had fun. It was... You know, I, I have Moonshaker, Moonshaker Cavalry, Crater Hoof Behemoth, Triumph of the Hordes. I have all the, like, elf ball cards that you want in there. Plus Galta. And I put the Ogier Tack, the white god from Ixalan, in there because I bought a box and I cracked it today. And I pulled two Ogier Tacks. One of them was foil, so the foil one's in my deck. That you did. No Cavern of Souls, though, which is kind of on the, that or the uh the fucking planeswalker that's what i need <laughs> oh the elephant yeah yeah, yeah. I don't that is name. a badass card yeah i played against it in standard and did not have a good time so yeah scene boxes and those are the only two you should buy gladriel and aragorn the other ones are just not worth the unless price. you have to have the full collection then yes go buy them like all. me yeah Speaking of full collections, you also got me the final Warhammer deck that I was missing. I did. I got it so, for you for yep. Christmas. Thank you for that. Birthmas. Yeah, Birthmas. Birthmas. Uh, so, yeah, I finally have all four. It's been over a year because I started that at Magic 30. Yeah. Which was in October of last year. So I've been slowly collecting them all. I got two last year and two this year. That you did. And you got one of them in the Game Nights box. Yep. The, I, the full collector one. Now I, I feel like I have to get all of them either foil or non-foil no just be happy with what you got be happy that you just have all four of them yeah i need the doctor who ones next uh sleeve you're gonna have to sleeve them up and they're all sleeved they're all sleeved and ready to play yep i I picked up sleeves today for the one that uh you got me and sleeved it up and got it got its own deck box well we're gonna have to do a gameplay video yep sitting right over there no i mean well no i know i mean the deck yeah well if you do a gameplay video We'll roll die. For I feel like decks. it's a little late to do the Warhammer one. I feel like when the Fallout ones come out, we should do that. Yeah, but I mean, it's still, it'd be, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Even doing it with the uh, the Doctor Who ones, I think would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think any of them that are just well balanced to go against each other and not how we usually play, where it's like a couple of us are sitting high up on a pedestal and the others are just kind of lowly struggle bussing. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can see that too. So, but I mean, what you gonna do? What you got? Uh, what do I got? Well, I mean, I'm sitting on the aspect of you know what I would like to do always at the end of the year. It's just kind of do an annual breakdown. I mean, we we started the the podcast in July. We started video in October. So those were huge. God, you know these better than huge me. Huge like for us. Three times my age, and I mean, it's been a learning experience with audio issues, <laughs> like no issues, video issues. Sorry, and, Joseph Johnson. And and we're we're pretty much. I think we're we're at a good point now. It's just you know we're gonna slowly do some more uh, lighting upgrades. Yeah, up the production value further, but we have a good system going so far. It's been a lot of fun though. I mean, we've been slowly growing an audience and, you know, we thank every single one of you for this year's of this year of support and we're very excited for next year. You know, hopefully we'll be able to 
go back to Vegas and make some more connections, get other people on the pod, start, you know, getting more out into our own local community, getting our name out there, doing all that fun stuff. Yeah. So thank you all. We appreciate it. Anyways, back to the wrap up. So. I, I mean, so I mean, I want to go over a few things of like favorites throughout the year. Yeah, because this is Spotify wrap up part two. What was your favorite pre-con? My favorite pre-con? It's Commander pre-con. Does that it have to up. be released this year? Yes. Or, oh, shit. Released What if I didn't play year? any this yeah, year? I didn't play many either. I've heard great things about the... Um, uh, Lord of the Rings ones. But. See, my answer was going to be the Sauron one because I've played against that one a few times. I think it's either Blake or one of Blake's friends that has one. I don't remember. He'll probably call me and tell me. I don't know why, uh, but I've heard that that one would probably have to be my favorite because the the upgrade ability behind it is crazy. Plus, the massive amass orcs value behind it is just really fun. I think that the amass mechanic did not get enough love in uh, War of the Spark. I think it just kind of sucked. It's awesome playing standard. That was it. Yep. Maybe El or maybe Zombie Tribal um, in Commander. That was it. So the fact that like a mass orcs is now a way bigger thing between Sauron like seeing love in Commander and Orcish Bowmaster in every other format it's legal in. Yeah. How about you? I am gonna have to say it is the Dalix Doctor Who. Yeah, that's the only I, one I played. I absolutely love the Dalex. It's the only one that I actively wanted to go out and get, and I did get, and I played it. And it is lacking in power, but what most it can, yeah, most precons are. But what it can do and how it does it, it's just it's a lot of fun. You just build a shit. I like the uh, the the devious choice. Oh yeah, or those villain, are fun. villainous choice. Villainous choice. You know, you get this. You get. I like that. I mean, it, it it keeps everybody involved in the game. Yet it usually hurts them, but it didn't it really keeps hurt it, me that bad. Keeps everybody involved. So I, I would say that was my favorite. Uh, my favorite precon. But how about favorite card? You want to guess? Yours? Yeah, the, I feel the like one it's ring. The one ring. Yeah, the, it's just, it's so powerful. I play it in every format I can. I mean, I, like I said, we played the uh, my Galadriel deck. I have the One Ring in there. I play the One Ring in Kyrick. I play the One Ring in Modern. You know, I play in uh, the Eternal format, whatever that's called, Timeless, timeless Arena. Yeah, I have a playset on Arena as well that I play in Timeless. So yeah, it's just so good. The protection, the card draw, it's four mana. It's just so good. I, I would have to say for me and it's only been recently that I'm going to have to cut I, I when the set came out I saw the card and I knew I'd like the card Do you want to tell me the set so I can guess it? Oh, you you should be able to guess it. Is it the red god? No. Well, no, I, okay, no. I don't know the set, so it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, but I mean, what have I been playing on arena lately? Venerated Rot Priest? There you go. Really? Yes. Favorite card, huh? Love that card. Crazy. Absolutely love it. And it's not a legendary card, so you can get multiples out and it triggers multiple times. And since I, I've been playing um, the Bant Toxic in Arena and it's just been doing work. I, I absolutely love playing that card. I love getting at least two of them down. Yeah, once you once you get past that threshold of one, it's the same thing in modern because this is a modern deck as well. It's just got 
better, more optimized cards, of course. Um, which you should look into, by the way, if you're liking this deck so much. It just goes way out of control when you get two, because the triggers just... I mean, oh, you target yeah. one thing with removal, like a Solitude or something, and now all of a sudden you get two poison counters for that. Yep. Like, that's not cool. That's that's not Gucci, bro, Chacho. Yeah, I, I've, I've won a so many games where i would have one down that they did they wouldn't do anything with and i would have you know well because we don't want to target it strells or something like that and nobody's targeting and then I'll, I'll get it and it's like you know what i'm i throw a second one down and then i do a march of the swirling mess i was gonna say i think i think boom six right there and it's yeah game's over i think march is kind of your mvp and, of that deck and it's not a cast it's a target ability so when i when i cast go to cast it and i target those creatures you can yeah you can you counter, can counter it but those those targets are still there you know what you know what does counter it though Tide tidebinder it does which i have three now i'm i don't know if i'm gonna play all three in standard I might. I'm going to test it. I got to get them on Arena. But I have three in paper, so I pulled one today, and I was pretty stoked about it. So if you have another one, hit me up. <laughs> but, okay, uh, what, what's been your favorite color outside of black? Oh. <laughs> no, you can be black. That That's a good one. I mean, I, I think I this year I have... I, I mean, I've been... I focused on Sir Conrad and, and the black just the the what black doing black things um and i've i've, I've pushed more into uh red and green this this year um yeah. building up blanca cool. trying to get more into that um i like a lot of the green cards i want to put a venerated rot priest into uh um blanca blanca just yeah, that because would be i mean come on you put it out and then it's i'm constantly targeting blanca with with everything or you know um Oh God! Why can't I think of the name of the card? Because I always can't. Uh, it's where if I target it, I, it targets everything else. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, God, it's right there. There's like three of them. <laughs> There's including one in standard. That's a fairy released in Throne of Eldraine. Mm -hmm. But that's blue. But you know, I can target that, and it'll target all of mine. And that, I, th I think that'll just get. It'll it'll be a kill on sight card. Yeah, I mean, it, the that kind of is a kill on sight card. Or right, once you once you take out one player, we've talked about this before. You are arch enemy. Oh, yeah. You yeah, are arch enemy at that point. Like, because when you can deal 20 damage to everybody and then your commander now has plus 40, plus 40, flying vigilance, death touch, haste, indestructible, you know, can't be blocked. You know, you have every sword under the sun equipped to it. Yeah. You, what are you going to do? We we move from permanent removal to player removal at that person yeah. <laughs> at that point. But no, that that's where I my favorite. Um, I think I think I'm leaning towards trying to branch out into different colors, into different things. That's why I did the Orzov um, with the Frodo deck. So I'm just just trying to do different things. And I have noticed, like uh, playing Blanca, it's I, I misplay a lot of the things just because I don't have enough repetition with the deck. Yeah, no wonder because we can't play it one v one because. You won't ever, yeah. There's, it's, it's, well, it's, it's not. It's not as mean one v one. Yeah, it's it's too mean. It's disgusting one v one. Like if you if we're doing like dual commander CDH, go for it all day long. But when I'm trying to test out a deck that I just built today, that's Elf Ball Tribal. Nah, nah, we ain't we ain't fucking with that vibe. No, uh, yeah, it'd be too quick. Yeah, no, it's yeah, just yeah. You you understand quickness. What about you? What's your favorite color? You want to guess? I'm blue. Yep. You want to guess why? The Tashana. Okay, counterspell. That, what? Counterspell. No. That's why I love blue is counterspell. 
You just sat there and bitched at me and said I couldn't play any of my decks with counter spells. Then. Nope. I you quit taking me out of context, you dumb bitch. I said you cannot play fucking Yuriko because it's counterspell tribal. It it's not. not. Yes, it. How many counterspells do you have in the deck? I'm not sure. A lot. It's ninja tribal. No, it's not. You have like three ninjas in the entire fucking deck, and maybe a few shapeshifters. Four. You know how many counter spells I have in my Galadriel deck? Fucking four. Yeah. And you I have counterspell in the gate, one from Lord of the Rings, and Force Negation. And you countered my winning spell. Correct. Yeah. I can't play my blue deck. No, no, you cannot play that one <laughs> blue deck that plays every counterspell under the sun and then invented a few to throw in there as well. I'm sorry, you build any other blue deck that doesn't just run every counterspell. You can adjust Yuriko. I used to play against okay. Yuriko all the time and you threw like Force of Will, Pact of Negation, Force of Negation. You threw every card in there that you could just to make sure that no one else can play until you win the game. I was going to say there's there's two that I haven't put in. Yeah, Mana Drain and what was the other one? Offer you can't offer refuse. An offer, an offer you can't refuse, which actually is not bad in that deck. That's not, that no, it's is not actually super. Well, you have one now. You have a cat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No blue. Um, any color combination having to do with blue, I, I usually lean towards. You know, I played Jeskai in modern originally, blue white control in modern. Um, I just love the utility behind it. I love everything that you can do between the card draw. Uh, I'm a control player at heart. I've said that a thousand times. I love being able to keep everyone else at bay while I can set up my board. So you like counterspell as long as you're only playing counterspell. No, no. If you, like I said, if you play any other deck under the sun, I will play mono black here <laughs> against it. I do not give a shit. I just don't like, I've played against a lot of decks that have counterspells in it. I don't care. I just don't like it when every single card in there minus your lands is a counterspell and maybe an expropriate. <laughs> That's not cool at that point. All right, what's your most hated card? Again, I, I bitch so much that I think oh everyone God, just knows most, mine. I already know yours. Yeah. Yeah, and and I do have to say, after playing a lot of standard, I was leaning towards the same thing that you were, but it's really nowhere near as bad. It in my have opinion, to be standard. Uh, most hated card. I, I want like new cards that came out because my most hated fucking card of all time. Atraxa. No, I don't know. Don't don't wait on me. Your fucking blue one. Which blue one? The Shauna's Tidebinder? No, it shows my hand. Oh, that's not from this year. That's what I'm saying. Not from this year. Telepathy. Of all time. Telepathy. I fucking hate that card. It's my favorite card, and I didn't put and, it in Gladriel, and but I'm going to now. But after playing some games where they have Tishana's Tidebender, that fucking card sucks. I love that card. It's so much fun. Yeah, when you're playing it. It's fucking sucks. No, I, I've had it. it. I've had my Atraxa triggers countered. I've had my Atali triggers countered. I, this has nothing against like, oh. it's not like, oh, just because I play it. No, it's like, I just think it's a stupid card. I thought it was only abilities until I played today and I cast a fucking counter spell and they countered my counter spell with it. What? It's a counter target activated or triggered ability. Maybe it was. You must be else. thinking of something else because it's it's counter target activated or triggered That's ability. That's what I, I thought. Oh no, it was. Uh, I did something and it was a triggered ability. That's what it was. Yeah, and they probably countered that. Yeah, which fuckers. is fun. Assholes. That's a good time. No, it's not. 
It is when you're playing it on somebody, but not when it's being played on you. My most hated card. Everyone say it on three. One, two, three. Fucking wedding announcement. Holy shit. I, I don't think it's that. I hate anymore. that card. It just irritates the hell out of me. But I, I do. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to Tishana's Tidebinder because they're going to get fucking two more triggers off of it. I can't counter the plus one plus one ability because it's just stagnant. It just <laughs> irritates me. I don't run removal for it. I feel bad like leyline binding it because it's like a three mana card. It just irritates I, the hell out of me. See, I, I, I run a lot of uh, enchantment removal, God. so. That's probably why it doesn't. I run a place me. out of leyline bindings and counter spells and shit like that in standard, but my god, that whoever printed that card needs to die. Not not be fired. Fucking die. I stand by that. I hate that card. I hate anyone who plays that card. It's just a shitty card. Alright, my rant is over. <laughs> I have a headache now. How about that wedding announcement? Oh huh? god. Okay, so what do you gotta say about <clears throat> what is your absolute what do you think is the absolute worst deck of oh this is not on the list here no uh, no fucking... I'm, I'm going like okay let's let's talk going modern standard pioneer are we talking per like what format? is yeah no just overall format what deck did do you hate the most uh standard mono red aggro I see. I don't mind the. It mono. stresses me out because when I'm playing my domain deck, it is a race. It is they need to try to kill me before I can get enough mana out to cast an Archangel of Wrath, get some lifelink, get up to Atraxa. Like that is the race, and it stresses me out. My asshole is clenched the entire game, and then I still I play best of three, so I still have at least one more game after that, if not two. So it just stresses me out. I've been playing best of three. And, yeah. and learning my sideboard, which is good. It's needed. I mean, you but can't go to an event and... It is, it's... My rant on that is I sat down and played today, and I swear to... I'm almost a mythic. I, well, I was almost a mythic. <laughs> I, think I was like one game away. Now. now I'm, I'm you know, right there at the end of... Uh, or just at the beginning of Diamond 1. But it seemed like every fucking game I played, I was either mana flooded or mana starved. There was no in between. I would mulligan down to a decent hand and hell, half the hands I got, I would get nothing but lands and then I would mulligan and I would get all lands or See? no lands and then I'd have to mulligan again. It's like the game's fucking over at that point. There's no coming, catching up from that. My favorite thing with that is because with five color domain, I play a lot of fucking lands because it is a very, very mana heavy deck. Obviously, my like my I curve out at like five or six, like it is top heavy. And so what I'll do is I'll have like 13 lands on the board already. I'll have like every basic out of my deck. I tutored them all with Zendikar or Glimpse the Core or whatever, and I'll draw like a Zytor's Proving Ground. All right, I have 13 mana. Let's cycle it. I draw Spar's headquarters. Okay, two in a row. Let's cycle it. Oh, it's another Jetmere's Garden. Okay, let's cycle it. Oh, there's my attraction now that I have six mana and can't fucking cast it. Great. I know it's it's like the machine knows what it needs to do to ruin your day. So there is an actual system behind how many lands it gives you. Like that is confirmed. It's supposed to give you the correct amount, but sometimes it throws curveballs. Um, which just to keep it fair and because if you're guaranteed three or four lands every single game, that's not true to paper because like, like I said, I'm trying to go pro 
And with the standard season coming up, I'm testing a lot of standard. And with mm -hmm. that, if I'm guaranteed three or four lands every single game, what's going to happen when I draw, you know, in paper for the first time and I get one land or two lands or seven lands? I'll tell you exactly. It sucks because <laughs> they've been doing it to me <laughs> in fucking arena. They're just trying to give you the true paper experience. That's what it is. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're going to give you a headache and we're going to give your opponent every single card they need when they need it. All right, what's what's your what's your hated deck here? Uh, I got to go with Rakdos Scam. Really? You didn't really play against I it. I didn't play against it, but I hated it. And I hated the fact that it was 100% just across the board. It was taking over every fucking tournament. Tournament. It was just Rakdos Scam. It was scam. at least top everything, like three or four. Everything was there. That's all it was. That's all you saw. And at least now when you look at some of the stuff, once the... Uh, the fury ban it, it's it's kind of borderline against where everything's everywhere there, there's yeah we're no... back at that point again where like modern feels healthy this was a very dark year for modern because of how long i mean it was like six months that scam was just the deck you know because and, and of course we always have that where like one deck is the best deck because from what i can remember of this year it was murktide and then after that it was creativity and then after that, it was scam and it's been scam forever. Now, I like looking at win percentages because that's a big deal. Do you know the average like at what point like at Merktide at its peak? Do you know its win percentage in a best of three game? Like just on average from a shit ton was, of events? I thought it was like 60 some percent. It was 45. And that is a crazy number. OK, 45. Yes. Uh, creativity was 48. That's do you know scams? Was that the one that was like 60 or 57? Yeah, I knew that it was is insane. On average, it won over half of its games. That is not that should not be a thing. Every yeah. deck is supposed magic. I explained it to a friend. Magic is rock, paper, scissors. You have, you know, your your three are instead of rock, paper, scissors. You have aggro control and mid range. Mm -hmm. Aggro beats control. Control beats mid range. Mid range beats aggro. That is it. Not it, scam was everywhere. You get a turn one thought seize twice. So now we're on like aggro strategies, but then late game, it can throw out like two furies in the same turn, bring them both back for, you know, four cards instead of eight mana. That's insane. That it, it should not be able to last that long. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was just overpowered. It took over the format. It, it, I saw way too many. It got to the point where modern wasn't fun anymore no. because of scam. No, and then and then right towards the end of scam, it was four color beans, where it's like because I mean we talked about it at the oh. RCQ. That was my round one. Draw was, cards, draw cards, draw yeah, cards, you, draw cards. You pay one mana for a leyline binding because you have all your colors, and you draw three cards off beans, and then off of those cards you manage to draw solitude and white cards. So you do that, and you draw three more cards. So you're it's constantly like at the very worst card even. Because mm -hmm. all you need is two, and it's so easy to hit those when you run your Cascade package with like Bloodbraid Elf or you know something like that. But but yeah, so I, that that's probably my most hated deck and problematic deck. And I and I think uh, 2024 we're gonna see that same something. Issue yeah, in I, it's 
I, I think we're going to see it in every format where it's like one because that's just how it goes. One deck dominates for a long time, but it just depends. So like I said, this, with like, this dominated too much. Yeah, I would say when there's issues like Merktide and other things, people just learn to build around it. But you yes. just could not build around creativity. Scam. Creativity was the same way. You just built yeah, around people it. started running like Hallowed Moonlight stuff, main board or mm -hmm. Commandeer or things like that. Like those cards were starting to see more play and it became easier. But yeah, with Scam, you just couldn't. No, so no, it was just it was a. I would say bitch. right now we don't really have a top deck in modern. Uh, I think that no, like I've, footfalls I've seen, is pretty close. I, I've seen Merktide uh, do well, amulets doing done well. Um, We've seen hammer, I, hammer and do well. There's um, there's some new decks out there that we want to talk about yeah. later. Uh, so I mean there there's newer decks and there's newer stuff out there and people are trying things now. Um, scams not gone. No, it's not but it's scam not, anymore. It's not real scam anymore. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, turn turn one thought sees twice still exists, and yeah. that's just a future we're gonna have to deal with. Um, but I think that it's just it's more easily tolerable now when you don't have a four uh, four four with double strike on turn one. Yeah, like I'll take a three two with Menace over a four four with double strike. Like that's not right. as bad. <laughs> but what was your favorite? moment I'm, let's go let's go magic mtg I figured, moment i figured that's what this was oh. we're a magic podcast <laughs> um you're gonna hate me uh and i think it was this year i think um was when we played with that one random dude yeah it was because we were it was this year because we were trying to set something up for a gameplay and we had that one random guy over at my apartment oh with goto Yep, and he was playing Goto, and you were playing Yuriko, and for some dumb reason, you decided to put Demonic Consultation, or you put Thassa's Oracle on the stack, and then instead of letting that resolve and then putting the trigger on the stack, like you were supposed to do, you cast Demonic Consultation while holding priority. So we let that resolve, and then I cast, and then I uh, counter your Thassa's Oracle, and you lost, and that was probably my favorite moment yeah, of this year, because I was playing huge an on my unupgraded pre-con. I was playing an unupgraded precon. Because either way, uh, I would have countered your demonic consultation. Wait, was, it war, but was it the Warhammer or was it? Uh, no, it was Urza. Oh, that's it right. It was from that's the right. uh, Brothers War. So that that has to be like my favorite moment that I still look back and smile on. And then another one, sorry, because it's along the same lines and it has to do with Goto as well. So why can't I? Uh, I was out playing with my roommate at the time at one of our local shops on a Friday night. And the guy was about to win with Goto and he had taken three turns in a row or two turns in a row on turn one, mind you. And I had one white mana and he was about to equip Goto with the uh, the helmet, mm -hmm. helmet host. And in response to the equip, I swords to plow shared it. And he lost the game. Did he get mad? Yes, I bet he did because I was not playing a CDH deck, but we were in a CDH pod and that is what killed him was one white mana. Anyways, your, your turn. <laughs> my favorite moment, my favorite MTG moment was top aiding a modern event. Wow, you're that's OK. Was that not very? Good? No, it was just very recent. I'm like, has nothing else happened in the last year? Oh, no, there's a lot of things that have happened, but that that probably was the, the pinnacle of my my magic stuff that has, has happened um i do think um we, we we had a couple of games that were just some fucking awesome turns like uh you uh taking my um gary when we had oh. a sliver player that was awesome 
but still top 80 that was gross, top 80 yeah. in the event was was amazing I, I never expected to do that well yeah no and props on you i'm still working towards that so stoked for you you'll get it yeah i'm still working towards it it happens what's been your favorite podcast moment because mine has been mine's easy mine's short yeah i was gonna say there there's been a lot um which is really crazy i i mean i being able to have joe on the podcast and be able to have a such a wonderful conversation with him even though i we we, but this we screwed up on the the recording and everything outside of the recording that I mean that was amazing however I still have to go back and say I think my favorite podcast moment was going to MagicCon and working and networking and meeting a lot of people and sitting down and playing with a bunch of people yeah and and, and just making those uh, those relationships there and and hopefully we'll be able to to uh, hook up with some of these people and actually get them on the podcast and talk to them some more. Not only that, but just being able to like the decompression that you and I had on that Sunday after it closed and we went back to the hotel room and we were like laying in our you know beds and we were just fucking staring up at the ceiling for a few minutes trying to recoup because it had been three very busy days in a row oh, on top of busy nights. You know, we were I mean, the whole Vegas experience was incredible, but something was so amazing about going back to the hotel room and decompressing for 20 minutes and then getting on and recording an episode that was just so fucking amazing i don't know why that's but just the (laughs) jank behind it all the planes we had in the background the shitty audio quality but you and i were still so stoked to be there it was something that we're both excited and passionate about and we got to do something that we love as well which was recording this podcast which even though you know like we said in the past we don't have a very big audience but the ones that we do have we love and we cherish and a lot of them are are very close friends of mine so it's just been so cool to be able to share this and be able to go out and do these experiences and talk about it so yeah and my favorite moment is the stupidest easiest things thing ever it was on episode one the very first fuck Andrew. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The very first one. And I have no intention of stopping anytime soon. We are, what is this, episode 26 or 27? I, 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 I don't think it's know. 27. Uh, yeah, we are 27 weeks strong of at least one fuck Andrew per episode. And just, I love that. And I love that man. I talk a lot of shit on him, but, you know, he's a very close friend of mine. He came over, we played on my birthday, and damn good player oh god he's scary god damn <laughs> good damn scary. good player he won one of the games that we played because i think we played two yeah and he yeah. won one of them i don't remember i think it was with eight and a half tails wasn't it yes it was or was that yeah no it was yeah. eight and a half tails yeah so yeah that was and then you ended up winning the uh the one against the um no that was the episodes that we recorded yeah no, I'm talking the ones that we played on my birthday. Oh, you played on your birthday? You played with me. Trying we came to... over. We had pizza. I know. I'm, try- I'm trying to think of what he played because I know Blake played um, Kirik. He played Kirik on the second game. The yes. first one he played, I think, was was Frodo and uh, Samwise. Oh, no, he played uh, one of those his his deck that was like his one of his first decks. I can't even remember. His commander was, was like making all kinds of weird shit. It was it was something crazy. I don't remember. Why why do we not remember this? Because I know the second game, he played Tiny Bones. Yes, he did. Because three of us were playing mono black decks and you played something. I don't remember what. 
I didn't get that drunk that night. Why do we not remember this? This was less than a I week don't remember ago. the name of his commanders, but he did have partner commanders. Yeah, it was Frodo and Samwise. That no. was for Blake. No, that oh. Was Blake. Oh, shit, Andrew. Andrew. Oh, my God. Who was commanders. that? I don't remember who it was, but it was the end step make or yeah, end step make a soldier and or a human, a human soldier. And then the other commander was sack a human get plus one plus one counter and indestructible till end of turn yeah yeah, yeah he ended, he ended up um, just killing us all yeah that was a rough game and then second Ooh. game was tiny bones he ended up winning both games that night did he tiny bones win yeah yeah because i was uh, going to win but he made me discard my win condition because i doomsdayed that's so two doomsdays right. that game blake resolved one and then i killed him by <laughs> damnation i blew up his commander and he couldn't win because he didn't yep, have enough mana to cast was, it that was crazy yep and then i dan and then i did my uh, my combo and it got destroyed because I drew a card and then Andrew instantly made me discard that card. So I'm like, all right, cool, I, I lose. Yeah, she this did. This is GG's. I should have taken Gravecrawler. That's on me. I'll take that. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, thank you all. This has been so fucking cool. We really enjoyed this. You have no no appreciation to give. Oh no, I have a huge appreciation for anybody <laughs> who wants to actually. I mean, I can't believe people actually sit down and listen to what we have to say. Yeah, that that, that astonishes me, and it's usually it's really just us sitting around bullshitting and bitching at each other. Just, but we're just now doing it in a way where we're telling you about it instead. Yep. There's and, some and, news <laughs> and some news. But yeah, normally this is us just sitting around talking the shit we give each other, the way we talk about it. It's the one time of the week that we can just get together and just relax for an hour, two hours, three hours. You know, in this case, it'll be like three or four because we played some magic beforehand. But no, oh, yeah. Yeah. Know. And in fact, when we started this, we were just sitting around and you're like, hey, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And I think my only stipulation was. I, if, we, if we did it, I wanted it to be us a, just a fireside chat is what you put. Yeah, it as. just just sitting around talking, bullshitting and having a good time talking about magic like we would do if the camera wasn't on. Yeah, well, because we used to come over my my ex and I, we used to come over every Friday night for board game night for like two years. Yeah, and it was, it was a long, long time. time and we'd be up, you know, we'd get here at like four or five o'clock and we would play until like one or two in the morning. Um, most most weeks. And the last hour of that was usually you and I just sitting around talking about magic and what was going on, because, you know, that was when I was kind of like starting to get back into it more. I was very involved, you know, and so I just enjoyed talking about it. And, you know, I got my ex to play with us, too. So we would do that a lot. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was just a, a great time. And and you know, earlier this year, I was going through a very difficult situation and I needed to get myself out more. And I was like, you know what? Let's start a fucking podcast. Let's have some fucking fun. Let's just, you know, and like I said, it's just turned into something huge for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah I, I enjoy it. And, and and I appreciate anybody who wants to just sit around and listen to us and, and everything. We might need to set up something and like do kind of like a discord type live thing because i've let, seen a lot of people do that let let so you know let the, the people who do watch us if they want to um sit around and, and bullshit magic with us and just have a good old time that'll be our new year's resolution for 2024 is i figure it out so you can take six weeks coming up with excuses on why we can't do it yet yeah yeah usually that's how it goes it's like no no we need to get this equipment yeah that i was equipment. harassing you about video for months 
before we eventually got it down. And the only reason that I was able to get you to do it was because of jo because I was able to get Joseph Johnson on. You got the connection, but I, I sent the email, so I take credit yeah, for all that of that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and and I kind of wish we would have held off until we were ready, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, we still had a great time. And like I said, oh, even outside of the recording itself and not being fucked up, just being able to sit here and talk to someone who we look up to, someone who I've watched for years and, you know, someone who I respect that much, being able to just sit and have a conversation and something that we can like back and forth on was just so cool. I was having a lot of technical difficulties. My phone was being a piece of shit. I, my laptop was struggling to connect and we only had one set up. So that way only you could hear. Yeah, it <laughs> was rough. It was very rough, but we live and we learn. Yep. I should email him and try and get him back on soon. But Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you want to play an AI game before we go to break? Um, I suck at these, but let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I gotta be on my phone. I'm sorry. I, I'm not smart enough to you look should, up. You should memorize them. Absolutely. I should. Art and all. Okay. So for those of you who are new here, um, we have, I AI generate three cards. So we do three rounds and each is a multiple choice. So I'm going to read these cards. He's only allowed to ask certain questions. Not you remember, you're not allowed to ask what set they're from because I don't have that information written down. Obviously, I that would just give it away. And I think I've only gotten one of these. You've only gotten a few. Austin, which I, again, that's one of my other favorite podcast moments was not that long ago was when you were gone and we dressed Austin up as you. That was fucking awesome. Love that. Uh, so I'm going to list off three options and he has to guess which one of these is AI. Only one of them is AI generated. There's going to be three options for the others. I just hit scryfall random card and went through until I found something that was unique. Oh, it's going to be bad. I can see it already. Okay, so the first card, you're not allowed to look at my phone. I'm not. Is because the, the one sticks out real hard. It is called Arcane Manipulator. He is a creature human wizard. He costs two blue blue and he is a two three. He says whenever he enters the battlefield, you may return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. If you do, you may it, uh, it costs two less to cast until end of turn. All right, that's number one is Arcane Manipulator. Okay. The second one is called Midvast Protector. It is three and a white for a 2-3 human wizard. And he says whenever he enters the battlefield, target creature you control gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. The final option is four and a blue. He's a Vidalcan human wizard. He is a 2-1. And he says when he enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 green squirrel creature token and a 0-3 crab token. When he dies, create a token that's a copy of the <coughs> token you control. What's his name? Of Specimen Collector. Specimen Collector. Okay. You're welcome to ask me to really, okay. like kind of go over the other ones quickly if you forget. There's a lot go, of hard text. Let me let me see the hear the first one again because uh, that one was long. Yes, Arcane Manipulator. He's a two blue blue two three human two blue, wizard. Two three human. Yes. Wizard. So he's okay. four CMC two three. When he enters the battlefield, you can return an instant sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. If you do, it costs two less this turn. I see. That sounds familiar. Okay, and then the middle one, which really gets me, because I, I know they're the the Mist Veil, I know or Mid Veil, Midvast, Mid Midvast. I know the Midvast name. I, I've seen that before, but it being white and a wizard, that's what's throwing me off on that one. I don't remember. I, white was soldiers, not wizards. So knights. Um, what's it do again? Uh, when it enters the battlefield, target creature you control gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. Okay, and give me the last one. Specimen Collector, he creates a 1-1 and a 0-3, and when he dies, you create a, t a target 
a copy of a target token you control. He's four blue and a two one. Four and a blue. I, I've got to. I'm, I'm gonna have to stick with the second one. Because Midvast protector. Because I know that Midvast name, but that wizard thing is what's really throwing me off. That's a real card. I kind of figured yeah. it was. Is it the collector? I hope nope. that's a real card. That is. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, specimen collector is a real card. Arcane manipulator was the was the fake. There there was a there is a a card that does something similar. There's like two that. cards that do this effect, but separate. So there's like Archeomancer, which bounces a spell to hand from your graveyard, and then there's obviously a lot of cards that make shit cost less. Okay. See, I knew that Midvest was an actual name, but White Wizard, I didn't know. Yeah, that's did a, it's a weird that. one, and I yeah, I figured that might throw you off a little bit. It's huge, threw me off hugely. <laughs> All right, round two. We're going to start with Xerix Strobe Knight. Okay. He is two and a blue for a human knight. He has flying vigilance. He's a 2-2, two -two, and you can tap it to create a 2-2 two -two white and blue knight creature token with vigilance, but you can only activate this if you've cast two or more spells this turn. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, he, he does a lot of shit. This one is not any better. The second one is Celestial Herald. It is an enchantment for one white white, so three. And it says, at the beginning of your upkeep, you gain two life. If you control three or more enchantments, creatures, uh, enchantments, creatures you control gain flying until end of turn. If you control five or more enchantments, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. See, that sounds like something that would be a real card. The final one is Caustic Tar. It is four black black for an enchantment aura. It has enchant land and enchanted land has tap. Target player loses three life. That's a real card. I know that. Um, go to the first one again. Xerix Strobe Knight, two and a blue for a two two that can tap and uh, make a two two with but, vigilance. And it's a white blue card knight. It is two and a blue. Oh, see, and I, I, what I need is I need that, that me sitting here just looking off like this with all of the the math <laughs> i'll try to throw that in post-production but um i know i know caustic tar but i thought it only did one damage not three uh i can assure you middle that one again the middle one uh was the celestial herald it's an enchantment that costs three at the beginning of your upkeep you gain two life if you control three or more enchantments creatures you control gain flying until end of turn if you control five or more enchantments creatures you control get plus one plus one until end of turn how much does that cost uh, one white white, so three CMC. I'm gonna say the first one's fake. Xerix Strobe Knight? Yeah. That one's real. Fucking hell. It, it was the Celestial Herald that's fake. That scene, that sounds like a real fucking card. <laughs> Especially a white card. I knew Caustic, Caustic Tar was, but I thought it only did one damage. Alright, what's the... Alright, so this one is <sighs> insanely long oh, because it's double-sided. We're, we're throwing some Ixalan vibes in there. Oh, fucking hell. So, this is a legendary land called Nexus of Shadows. It has tap, add a black. It also has tap, pay two life, transform this card, activate only if you control five or more creatures. The backside is called Shadowed Nexus instead of Nexus of Shadows. It is a legendary land, taps and adds for black. You can also tap it. Target creature you control gains death touch until end of turn. Activate this ability only if you control five or more creatures. Okay. That's a long one. That mm -hmm. is the longest one. The rest are relatively short. The next one is an instant aura finesse. Costs one blue. Says attach target aura you control to target creature. Draw a card. The third one is called resistance reunited. Is another instant. It costs one and a white. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. And equipped creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. 
for two? Yes, one and a white. Okay, what's the middle one again? Uh, it is a one mana blue instant that says attach target or you control to target creature. Dry card, so it moves auras around. Instant? Yes. Okay, so... The cantrip. It's basically, it's one blue and you can... Re-equip in a, an, an aura. Yeah, and draw a card. And the last one again? Uh, Resistance Reunited. One one and a white instant target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Equipped creature you control gains indestructible until end of turn. Equipped creature you control. Equipped creatures, all of them. So if you have multiple equipped creatures, they get indestructible until end of turn. For one and a white. Uh, I'm gonna go, let's say the middle one is fake. Or a finesse? Yeah. That one's real. Really? It was the land that was fake. The land? Really? The yeah. land sounds pretty good. <laughs> it does. But the, the thing that I thought would kind of give it away is the, the fact that you already have to pay two life, tap it, and have five creatures to activate it. That See, well, that's what gets me as the land, because as having having that much shit kind of tells me it's like, okay, maybe it is real. And well, it's a land nobody plays because of that. Yeah, like I said, the, the fact that the backside still says you can only activate this if you have five or more creatures and out of all the effects that that would give death touch just does not seem like that big of a deal when you have that like creatures you know what i mean yeah that's, that's that doesn't seem like an effect that should be given for having five creatures it should be like flying or you know trample or plus three plus three it's it's one of those where that's why i thought it was real because it was shit yeah yeah it's not great on once again i sucked on that bright note, we'll be right back after word from our sponsors. Welcome back! Are they welcome, though? Always. All right. We welcome everyone here, as long yes, as they we bring... Do. Everybody is welcome, yes. As long as they bring the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna forget to put that in this week, and no one is gonna know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, I'm sure. We just spent, like, five minutes watching stupid fucking memes, so... <laughs> From 2012. <laughs> yeah, the cocaine dinosaur. <laughs> I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna be so mad at myself, too. Uh, and I will put that in for the audio listeners this week. I'm gonna blast everyone's ears with... <laughs> You want some motherfucking cocaine? <laughs> I've never seen that until now. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so stupid. I it love is it. great. Um, let's get back into magic. Mono, so. mono black Tron coffers was a thing. Was or is? I don't know. I haven't I, seen it since. I, I saw Andrea Mangucci play it, and it's fucking weird. Yeah. Because it's Tron. It's like generic Tron. It runs all the usual Tron pieces, but it's mono black. So it also runs like dismember which i know a lot of other decks do but this way you can like pay for it um i've seen some lists that have shielded uh grief um they don't usually run too much small stuff but most of the big payouts are the usual stuff karn liberated uh olamogs uh worm coil engine causal x all that fun stuff do you have any thoughts on this or are we just dead in the water now? we're dead in the water now because I, I i hadn't seen it i think um i think the green tron does well i think i think it doesn't need to change from that i think like eldrazi tron is good i think that mono green tron is good 
and that is it. <laughs> well, and looking at that, I mean, somebody, I, they did decently well with a Golgari scam, which from looking at it, it was essentially just putting endurance in place of fury. Yeah, it's and, and like it, force of vigor and in the sideboard. Yeah, which I think is but, it's fine. You know, I, I think that scam is going to be scam. I yeah. just I, I congrats on the dude who top 16 with it. But I really think that, you know, I mean, he, he it's it's cool to see some people trying some stuff out. But I, I think the way scam is without fury is still better. I the mean, the thing is, is endurance is just because grief, grief will be good. Grief will always be good. Oh, but when it's yes. paired with the right card, it's disgusting, like the Rakdos deck. So when we pair it with something else, like I think that I, we talked about it with Austin, but I think like bringing back like ephemerate with yeah. solitude and stuff like that is so good especially ephemerate because you're getting two triggers off of it and i think don't i might be wrong but i think ephemerate is up to one exile up to one up to one creature and then return it to the battlefield so the the fact that you don't have to pick anything like with the rebound makes it and that much better mm -hmm. and endurance is just such a niche card it only hits certain decks like it'll hit uh, Yogmoth, it'll hit Living End. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it, really. That's why Endurance isn't the problem at this point in yeah, time. Yeah, see, I, I would have liked to have seen some some other green card main board other than Endurance, and Endurance I, be a sideboard for, you know, a Living End deck. So I think that the fact that Yogmoth exists and now Golgari scam exists mm -hmm. i think we can like if you're gonna do it you might as well meld them you Ooh. know because it already plays endurance that, that would be something else yeah it already plays endurance it already plays the bow masters like it plays a lot of the staples already you just have to mess with the list a little bit and it already kind of runs a lot of the same effects because of the undying effect mm -hmm. so it just makes it that much better because what you do is you would cast like not dead after all and then sack whatever creature you just cast that on to yogmoth get the minus one minus one trigger pay a life draw a card you'd still get that ability and then it comes back and and then you get to like Thoughtseize again, Endurance again. You throw white in there, you Solitude again. Like there's so many utility ways to do that. Imagine like thinking that you're safe and like, so let's assume blue is in this and they have a subtlety on board and they can cast like Not Dead After All, sack it to Yogmoth, and then still manage to counter whatever thing you're trying to play from the board. It's not even uh -huh. cast trigger. Like I think it can be done. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is. I guess we'll have to see what happens. I mean, I, I think if as people start brewing a little bit more, we're going to start seeing some different stuff come out. Uh, but as it sits right now, scams still sticking around. Um, like I said, I do like the fact that there is more variety amongst the top 16s that I've seen. Speaking of variety. <laughs> I was going to say, so you're already working on your pioneer oh wow we're not gonna talk about martyr life yet all right no uh yeah i'm gonna pull up the list because it's a pretty nutty list and it actually is one of the reasons why the uh whatever what's that card that just got banned in pioneer the the red one that discovers oh the uh geological yeah geological appraiser um so this is actually one of the decks where it originated and now it's just, it's called a Quintorius Combo. Uh, the main reason because Quintorius Cond is the Planeswalker and the a elephant. lot of it's, yep. A lot of it's built around that. Plays a play set of Spark Double, Torrential Gear Hulk, and Trumpeting Carnosaur. I have two Trumpeting Carnosaurs now working on all that. I only have one Quintorius Cond so far, but it's a, it's a big mana deck. I still haven't fully figured out the combo. I couldn't even really explain it, but it's 
just it plays a lot of like spells that are near and dear to me that I've wanted to find a home for. So like Magma Opus, and I have such a deep place for Strixhaven because that was just such a positive part of my life because we were uh, running the D&D campaign. We were playing this, the cards where, you know, that was the first box I'd opened of a set in a long time because I wanted the Mystical Archives. And yeah, so I, a lot of it just comes down to nostalgia and wanting to be able to play these cards that it's like, I'm so happy that they finally found a home. I don't think it's the best deck in the format, but so it's con though is nasty. Yeah, that plus one make a three two <laughs> elemental is pretty nasty. Uh, and I don't uh, doesn't yes. he have a stagnant ability? Uh yeah. I don't remember he, what I it don't is. Remember if he does. Still time while I figure this out. Yeah, so I mean I, I So whenever you cast a spell from exile, he heals two damage to each opponent and you gain two life. Yes. Oh, and it has minus three discover four, so you can just cast it from exile right there. Yep. I as in to say, I mean I got uh, <sighs> I, I think I'm, I'm leaning on sticking with what I've already built and just expanding kind of on a, it from there. Yeah, it and it's, it's kind of a range. Yeah, it's kind of a Rakdos min range, but it's more Rakdos discard sacrifice than it is mid range. It's a lot of resource denial. Yeah, it's making you discard your stuff, sack your things, do whatever. You know, braids. Who knew braids is good? It's really cheap too. It's like two bucks, and that card yeah. is absurd. I love braids, which uh, everybody's got stuck on Shieldred because she's just fucking. They did awesome. come out in the same set, yeah. And they did come out in the same set. People but overlooked I, that. I really liked braids because it's when I'm getting uh, a creature, a three three one elemental on my combat and because I'm getting card, yeah. yeah and I get rid of it at, at the end of turn so I'm sacrificing that to braids it's either you get rid of a creature or I'm drawing a card and dealing to life yeah so that works out great in my opinion yeah and, anything and, like that and then just... with, with so much discard it, it really gets you with the the removal and, and you know just you don't have the cards to play and and it's not really super strong yet i've tried different variants of it and i would like to to keep that um as something but i'm i don't know i mean i might even put it look at putting in the um the the bats from Ixalan. yeah the dot sees bats yeah i don't, I don't remember what they're <laughs> I called don't, i don't remember, i hate those fucking i don't things. i do too i don't remember what the, the name is but I, I call them the thought sees bats because something it's, dweller bat yeah, i think it's deep dweller bat that might be what I think it, it is i think but yeah it's just basically one in a black and you get a one one flying bat but you'd steal their card and put it under you. They do get it back if the bat leaves. Yeah, which is pretty easy. Spot removal exists. Yeah. It dies to bolt. But I, I mean, I think that's why it's not seeing play in like modern. It should though. But even at that point, I mean, where I'm running, I can't even, it's been so long since I played the deck, but it's if you have one or less cards in hand, it deals three damage to you in enchantment. Yeah. And if you've is got- Is the rack legal? I don't think it's legal. No, the rack is not I legal. wish, that would be great. Oh, fuck. But yeah, I know. I mean, so there, there's some of that stuff in there in enchantments. Like I, I've tried Waste Knot in there and I wasn't a fan of it. I just didn't think it was doing enough uh, an, enough value for... Well, because we get a choice in what we discard yes. most of the time. So it's like, we're just going to give you whatever is the least bad. And I, I think there's one that's like really not that bad. Because it's either I can give you a card, a token, or I think it's either life or mana, right? No, you get a... You get a draw a card you get a token a 2-2 zombie yeah it's the or, third one i can't fucking remember god damn it why are That's, we bad at podcasting i don't know but yeah so basically with that one it just wasn't working well in the deck um i've also tried other variants but 
the the braids um the was it the firstborn claim the firstborn yeah claim the firstborn is fucking great i love that one because i'll still you know a three mana creature and then i can attack with it if i so choose but most most of the time it's i'm sacking it to see if i can either draw a card you'd take two life and taking two life in a 20 life format is is a substantial more relevant well i wouldn't say it's substantial because cards like the one ring exist people still play thought seize yeah there's a lot of effects that drain our own lives because i mean life is a resource but i think that there's like certain decks where it's like yes if you start hurting yourself or like that two damage really adds up quick things like burn i mean that's why there's so many direct damage effects is because that three mana for you know or one mana for three damage yeah that that adds up. Well, I, I was stealing. Uh, I believe it was a three-three creature from you. It was the. It was the. Oh, it was the three green mana for a four-four with trample. Is that what it was? Yeah. It, yeah. So I was stealing that from you, swinging it at you because it was the only. If it was the only creature you had on board, so I just did four damage. Then I sacked it, and if you didn't have a creature to sack, which usually I only had like a one-one. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, I was else. drawing a card. You were taking two life, so you could have either it either got rid of a creature or you ended up taking six damage, and I got an extra card on one turn. Yeah, there's times like that where it is pretty relevant. So, know. I mean, there's, you keep the pressure. Coming. There's yeah, there's some ways around it. I did find myself where I I was not keeping the pressure on, so I need to figure out how to to do that. Um, it's kind of like my standard deck where. I, I went in with some card draw stuff and I don't think it's really working out for me because I found that getting two two cards really didn't change the game for me. So here's the thing and why because I, I, I have a buddy of mine and he is always sending me these ideas for like modern decks and shit and I'm like listen there is a very small and very smart group of people who I did not know why I said it like that who brew. And unfortunately, we do not fall into that category. We do not have the time. We do not have the patience or the knowledge. So that's why, like, yeah, at times I like kind of look down on certain people who are brewing so much. It's like, cool, I'm glad that you want to get good at this, but it's like you don't have the cards and you're going to spend in modern, you're going to spend six, seven hundred dollars on a deck that you yeah, brewed that's that not is, even going to work. That's crazy. So that's why, like, I in a way, like, I, I don't want to say I frowned upon your mono blue deck, but I definitely was not afraid of it. Because most oh. games, I I beat it a lot, and I, I because did, it, well, like I said, I did really well with the the mono blue tempo before um, the the other one came out, and and it was it was running without um, Tashana's Tidebenders in it. It was only like in paper like a thirty some odd deck, thirty some odd dollar deck, and the fact that I got almost to diamond. Don't get me wrong. With I, 30 bucks is great. That right there could, told me that I there's a huge possibility that I could have top aided a a local event with a $30 deck. Well, and which I, is what I liked about it. I brewed a lot of my mono black deck that I have that you've played against quite a few times. I brewed a lot of that. And I think that like standard is one of the sets or one of the like formats that it's like, yeah, you can kind of get away with it because the card pool is so limited. We don't have a lot of the hard counters or yeah. hard stacks locks that we get in other formats. I mean, I, I could make an argument for like I could possibly brew something in modern probably wouldn't be very good, but I'd win some games. But then when we start getting even further down, it's like legacy and vintage and like, no, 
no, we're not smart enough. We don't have the money. We don't have the time or the patience. Yeah, that that's why you know, I I, I look at you know meta decking at this Net point, deck. and and then at that point, like uh, I did with the toxic band, I I found it. I, I built it and then I would play it and it's like, well, you know what? I wish I had this going on in the deck and then I would look really for brewing. No, but I, it's 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 modifying yeah. to to hopefully make it better. And like I said, I found that adding in the card draw really hasn't helped me as much as I thought it would. So I'll probably I might just pull that out and, and put more of the um, the hives back in instead. Yeah, well, and it's like I I've made a the lot canker of canker blooms though. Yeah, but I'm keeping those. Those things are great. You. I I have messed a lot with uh, five color domain before I landed where I'm at now. Five color domain does not play Tishana's Tidebinder. I play two because the fact that my smallest creature is a three mana four four with vigilance that tutors land but can't attack or block until I get seven lands does not help me. But if I can do something to counter something like a trigger of like even a wedding announcement, but then I'm left with a blocker really lets it gives me a breath of fresh air, you know, and so I, I think it's like adjusting is not brewing. Like you're totally cool to mess with your deck however the fuck you want, but you're still keeping the base. You know, it's kind of like I I, I think it's it it's a it's a core. It's a form of it, but it's not the like it's not a core brew. But no, yeah, yeah. I and mean, that's what I well, that's and, what I'm and saying. That, and that's where a lot of things come up. This is how like so this is we've talked about this before where when um, creativity was coming up and it was huge and Living End was doing well, somebody out there went amongst this huge mass of a card pool. Yeah. Found and brought up or started Probably talking. Probably found it in their bulk pile. Was uh, the Hollowed Moonlight. Moonlight. And they and they threw that in there and it wrecked those decks. Yeah, it, it and it's, can't it's come like, back from it's it. And it's like, looking at it and as I was playing, this was a card I didn't even know existed until I saw somebody's listen i'm like what is this and i'm yeah. like oh holy shit this it's, is great it's crazy yeah and and that's that's how it always starts but like i said those are people who are above us in terms of magic i mean andrea Mangucci even says like i'm not a brewer he's like i do not i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough the only deck he's ever brewed and he actually did super well with was that felidar guardian combo deck in modern when yorion was still a thing okay he brewed that that was him that was all him he has all the credit for that but I can't tell you any other brew I've ever seen him do. He just knows the game enough. So there's like two, there's two separate people, right? There's two groups. There's those who brew and those who test. Mm -hmm. I will see a deck and really like the brew and I'll take it and I'll test it. I'll play with it a bunch and then I'll like make little tweaks. And you know, so when, when, especially when it comes to like the Hallowed Moonlight stuff, it's like, I promise you, whoever found that is not a brewer. It is a casual player who probably plays that carding commander against their friend's cascade deck or has it in their bulk pile that they were looking through trying to find some other card or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying is there is so many cards out there. We're at like almost 30,000, I think. That brewing is can be tough. It's it's nearly impossible. And, and, almost and, every so, and, you know, some people have a knack for it and some people do really well and they come up with it and and 
especially you know the pro players that's that's what they got to do they have to sit around and find these new crazy combos that will come yeah. up from the new sets well and you remember that that deck that gabriel nasif made that had all those indestructible lands indestructible tap artifact lands and then he would animate the artifacts now he's got a 4-4 with indestructible mm -hmm. you know it's like yeah gabriel nasif that dude's been playing for longer than i've been alive he just knows what he's doing better than i do you know, there, like you said, there are certain people who are super good at it. We are just not those people. And most people I know are not those people. I'm not talking commander. Like, I, I brew every commander deck I've ever made. I have brewed. I have never net decked. Yeah, and see, I do the same. I, do well. I, I, I brew mine too, but... I'll find I'll, combos that I like I, I'll run, uh, I'll run, um, you know, the list through uh, EDH rec just to kind of see what cards people are saying synergize i don't stuff. count like edh rec as net decking because i i build like all my decks off edh rec just based on like other people who have seen these cards and think that they're good like i i don't have the time to look at a list of all the white cards that i need that might do this effect well like, and that's what i did with frodo i i was going through edh rec on that one and that's where i found uh the blade of selves with the myriad yeah. i'm like oh fuck i didn't even know this card existed yeah there's and I'm so like, many oh, things yeah, i like, like this one and if as long as i have the um the mirror out and my shit ain't legendary i can keep these do you, run, do you run the mirror mm-hmm Really? Yeah. Crazy. Mirror box, I think is what it yeah. is, right? Mirror box. There's actually, I have two in there. That yeah, there's allow. the original Kamigawa one and then the Neon Dynasty one. And I think the Neon Dynasty one is is the mirror box and it gives you legendaries plus one plus one. I, I have two different ones that keep, take the legend rule away for me in that deck. I wish you could play Sakashima. That's a sad day. Yeah. But God, Sakashima is such a good card. Why does no one talk about that card anymore? It just doesn't see a lot of play. Yeah, that and like you run Demir with uh, Sakashima and Tevish Zat, like that's fucking ugh. But you know, going to speaking with Pioneer and everything, holy shit, something's gonna have to happen with Rakdos midrange. Yeah, that. And and I'm not, and I'm saying it the same exact way that I am saying, and have said everything with Rakdos scam is it is overtaking the format. What is it with fucking Rakdos? Like, I, I, what is it? it's, it's, it's been a fucking year for that. I mean, yeah. apparently it is just super fucking well, strong this year. So if you go, we're going and looking at and Pioneer events and looking at the last major one, which was an MTGO super qualifier. And this was on the 23rd of so just December. So a few days ago. Top three, Rakdos midrange. Um, seven and eight, Rakdos midrange. 11, midrange. Uh, well, I guess there's Rakdos a couple of Rakdos sacrifice, sacrifices. Arclight, but... Phoenix, Niv-Mizzet combo. So really, when it comes down to it, what can what what can happen to where you're not seeing so much Rakdos dominating the 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 leaderboards? I don't know. I think it's a controversial opinion, but I don't think that it is. Is is there something that has bad of a needs deck? needs to be um banned in order to level everything out i think if we were gonna see a ban like if it was that much of an issue because we don't play pioneer we don't know right because this might just be an because mtgo is is oftentimes kind of skewed um it's you know people who do nothing but sit around and play that deck all day every day and do super well with it just so they can make their money back on events and stuff like that um i don't think that rakdos midrange is as bad of an issue is at least comparable to scam like, it's just, it sucks, don't get me wrong, but it's 
not up to that point that it's like, yes, this something has to be banned. I think if they were going to ban anything, it, God, these are just groups upon groups. We're looking at the top 120 hey. of an event, and there's yeah. like the so this, bottom this, like this was dream hack. Oh, oh wow. This was dream hack. Oh, this is this is the one that if had we won, this is the one we would have gone to. Yes, the US regional dream hack Atlanta. And I'm I'm looking if you didn't want to do well, you should play blue white control. <laughs> the bottom like 12 are blue white control. <coughs> oh my god. Well, and but if you look, I don't think Rakdos, yeah, Second. Rakdos, yeah, but it didn't I mean, it, I, I how many are top 16? 1 2 I mean, scroll down three, four, four of them are in top 16. But then when we control, when we compare that to blue eye control, there's four blue eye control. There's like four or five Phoenix, you yeah, know? Yeah. And there, so, I mean, I guess maybe it is. I think it's point, more it's, balanced. It's more than balanced. It, yeah. Because in a format like that, where you don't have the heavy interaction of like modern and beyond, you have to focus more on things like spot removal, things like get mm -hmm. lost, where get lost is not a playable card in modern because it's two mana and your opponent benefits. That's a, lo a lot of the reason why we don't see an offer you can't refuse because two mana or one mana, your opponent gets a benefit. And so I, I just don't think it's that big of an issue. We can kill a Shieldred pretty easy, you know, and, and we can do a lot of those things. Yeah. I think that if Shieldred needs to be banned in any format, it needs to be standard um, just because of Esper Legends. Like Esper Legends is the issue in standard. But yeah, that but that Esper Rafine, that that card is. Yeah, holy Rafine shit. Scheming Seer is that, that Rafine card is. Rough. I mean, if you don't take care of that. It, it, will it gets out of control real quick. Very quick. I'm just happy it is only Ward One. I think if it was anything above that, it would need to get banned. Like even two or even three. at Ward One, it's tough. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, for me, it's a t fucking two mana. Well, you yeah, know, but, but for, for you, I mean, when you've got 900 fucking lands on turn two, I don't know. Play domain. Get good at the game. <laughs> Quit bitching at me. Hey, what I do. I'm higher than you are. So one thing I thought you were talking like you were like smoking weed. No, <laughs> no, I'm talking about I'm almost a, almost a mythic. On yeah, the, you've it, also played a hell of a lot more than I do. I've been jamming Baldur's Gate with my friends because I have a social life. Yeah, I know. I saw that on uh, on Steam. Discord. Oh, yeah. So there's something new that we had noticed in modern. It placed third in the super qualifier and it's martyr life. It's it's an overglorified like Coco deck that focuses on what is that Martyr of Sands? Yes, which I've never seen before, but it is one mana reveal X cards from your hand and you gain three times X life. So I reveal six, you know, let's I mean, even three cards. I well, gain you, nine do, life. you do have to sacrifice her. I don't care, but you can reanimate Ranger, Ranger captain is going to get you get it. Back. Is it the one that gets it? But yeah, no. is it? No, I don't. That one doesn't. That one gets it from the deck. Oh, no, they can't cast. Uh, yeah, you sack it and they can't they can't cast non creature spells yeah. this turn. But yeah, so I mean, that's actually really good in my I mean, I think if you're going up against burn for sure. So there's a version of well, burn isn't really a thing. No, not very much. It is, but it's it's not nearly as good as it is in other formats. Um, there's a version of this in uh, Popper that uh, who was it? Austin. I was playing with Austin and he used a version of that that was like reveal cards from reveal any this number of red cards from your hand and then you uh, deal that much damage to each creature without flying. So I'm wondering if that's like a cycle. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a pretty standard like blue white list. It plays everything. I'm sorry, Hour of Revelation? And the sideboard. Destroy all non-land permanents, huh? Third, wow. Three mana if you have 10 or more, if there are 10 or more non-land permanents on the battlefield, destroy all non-land permanents. Yeah. That sure is a card. That's pretty insane. You got, of course, Hella. Yeah, I don't lost, think, I don't like Get Lost Ryan. in this deck. I don't like Get Lost in Modern. Reprieve, Nathron, Solitudes. Yeah. Skyclave Apparition. Draven Inspector. I think Skyclave Apparition. I think that we have better versions of You know what's funny that. is I think I have almost every single card <laughs> that goes in this deck. You have Ranger Captain of Use? Uh-huh. Really? You have a playset? Uh, I might have three of them. Two or three of them, yeah. It's a good card. You should build a collected company in Modern. But yeah, I was gonna say it's it's it was something new to see and I, it's different and I I might I'm gonna have to go look up um, some actual gameplay. I don't know if we're gonna how... find it. I don't know if this deck is big enough. I think that I think that we'll be able to check in on this over the next few weeks and kind of know for sure because this, it, is, it might... this is a very weird list and the fact that it plays third is just fucking crazy to me. Yeah, it might. It, well, it could have just been one of those that plays third because that nobody no was ready for it. Yeah, nobody was there. Everybody's like, wait, what is this? But no, I mean, I, it's one of those decks where it's like, I, I, I want to kind of see what what happens with it and what they're doing. So Yeah, I look at it and I think it's just the collected company combo, but it's nowhere close. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, that, there's some crazy stuff out there. Yeah. Weird. But now there's something that you put on here and you wanted to talk about. And I think it was because it was right before Christmas when, when we just didn't have time to sit down and actually do a full video is holiday promos. Yeah. Holiday pro I don't know. So this is a very weird niche thing that a lot of people don't know exists, but and it, I wanted to kind of talk about it a little the bit. The hardest part about fun. the holiday. I mean, the holiday promos are kind of cool, but they're only given out to essentially creators and watsy dignitaries and employees, um, employees. so it, and, and getting them they're expensive yeah they're not playable in anything no 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 but they are they are while i get this pulled up they are cool now i do have to say that one of the greatest cards that was printed that is playable that is christmas related in my opinion is goblin snowman you know what my favorite is all hallows eve yeah well that's a halloween one no but it's yes. christmas for All Hallows Eve? If Die Hard can be a Christmas movie, then All Hallows Eve can be a Christmas no, card. it's not a Christmas card and you know it. So the first one, and I want to talk about a few of these. This one was the very first one. It's called Fruitcake Elemental. It's a three mana seven seven. He is indestructible and at the end of your turn, he deals seven damage to you. You can pay three and target player gains control of Fruitcake Elemental. So this is that a would silver. Be a, that'd be a fun one yes. for when you give them. Yeah, uh, like uh, Beamtown Bullies. Yeah. Yeah, throw it in a grave. It's not legal. It's a silver border card. But they kind of stopped doing silver border. Uh, the other one was the next year. It's really funny to me because we have Gifts Ungiven. Yep. This is Gifts Given, which is the same art, but she's wrapping presents. Oh. And it search target opponent's library for up to four cards with different names. Reveal them. That player chooses two of those cards. Put the chosen cards into the player's hand and then the rest into your hand. And then that player shuffles his or her library. So you get to pick four cards. Your opponent splits them with you. <laughs> and I think that's really funny. Um, there's there's a lot of really funny ones. Um, but and I'll go over this year's uh, as well, just because it just happened. Let's see. 
oh, we're we're not good at doing good at filling up. Time. I was gonna say, what the fuck? This year, keep going. You're, you're only at 2019. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking through, seeing if there's any. Oh, yeah. So last minute chopping. So last, last minute shopping. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, it's got the the famous zombie combos. I don't remember their names. Um, but it's a black blue one. It's another silver border for a sorcery. Ask target opponent if they remember to get you a present. If they say yes, they put a card. Uh, they own from outside the game into your hand, <laughs> into your hand. Otherwise, you gain control of target permanent. Uh, they control. So basically, it's like, oh, hey, here's your gift or I'm taking that. Yes. And then we come to this year's, which has to be my favorite. And you know what's you know what's different about this one? It's not silver. It's border, not silver border, but it does have an acorn. Correct, but it's still weird to me that they didn't do Silver Border, which means that this could be legal. No. And like, no, but I mean, like drafts and shit. The um, other ones shouldn't technically no. be legal outside of that. So it's it's kind of like the the last unset where if it had the Acorns uh, logo at the bottom, it wasn't tournament legal, but all of the other cards inside the set were. Fair. Um, okay, so this one is three, three blue and X. Pitch the titles of up to X holiday themed sequels to target spell, which is I don't understand. Copy that spell for each title pitch, except the copy has uh, the name has that name. You may choose new targets for the copies. Now, the one thing that I really wanted to talk about was the art and the the text on the bottom, because so on the art, it says die hard and scales. <laughs> What's the other one? Say? Uh, Lanawar elf. Yep. So instead of Elf, yep. and then the bottom it says because it, it takes place in front of a, a movie theater because it's see, uh, seasonal pre sequels. I cannot talk, my God! So the flavor text says now showing Sword of Hearth and Home Alone, <laughs> Eight Crazy Nights Charge, uh, Holiday Incarnate, and Phyrexian Gremlins. <laughs> I think that this year's see that right there just goes to show that gremlins is a christmas movie i believe that gremlins is i just watched gremlins yesterday you just sat there and told me the other day on the phone that grim just because it takes place during christmas does not make it a christmas movie well die hard is not a christmas movie no not. that'll be our poll for this week gremlin is a christmas movie i can agree with that one i just watched it and it's because great. i watched it on christmas therefore it is a christmas movie. it's fucking awesome any movie i watch on christmas day is a christmas movie i could watch an episode of the office that isn't you know i only say that because your mug no. and it's not a christmas episode and that is now a christmas episode because I watched it on Christmas. You know what my daughter and I watched on Christmas Eve? What? Krampus. Nice. That is that is something that we watch every single year and it's it's a tradition and I, our favorite character in the entire fucking I've movie never seen it, so. is a bear with the fucking teeth. Is it cocaine bear? <laughs> it might as well be. Uh, you know, I I set up uh, we set up a Christmas tradition with my kids last year, or I guess my son, because my well, I guess my daughter was born. I have a very young daughter, and uh, we watched the Bluey episode, the Christmas episode. Which your kids are old, you're not gonna watch Bluey, but I have a Bluey no. T-shirt on. Uh, that my son quote unquote got for me. Apparently he, my mom was out shopping with him at Walmart or something and they had this shirt and he like freaked out. And my mom was like, should we make this your present for your dad? And he was like, yes, let's do it kind of thing. So I love it. But so uh, what's the new year going to be? What do you mean? It's the year of the dragon. Oh, yeah. Huh? A lot more promos. I that thought he we was... talked about that already. So look no, at me. No, we go. did not talk about that. This we talked about the scene topic. boxes, but fun. 
so yeah, so uh, I don't, I still don't understand how these promos work. Scroll, Where scroll you get up. them? Anything they, like that? Okay, I was just seeing if they had acorns or not. Yeah, so there's uh, English, Japanese, and Chinese ones. Oh, Chinese yeah. simplified. Sorry, they're APAC League promos that apparently you're supposed to be able to get them at like APAC. So standard format, a championship playoff, and a beautiful New Year of the Dragon promo cards for players. Where do you get them? I don't know. We don't know yet. Um, so it runs from Lunar New Year celebration events running until March 31st. Uh, so I like the cards. The cards are fucking sick. The art. Yes. Because they're, they're normal cards, but it is new art. Yeah, so we have the Jack Dragon Lord Servant, which I think is amazing because it's the little goblin running food to the dragon yep. across the mountains. Uh, I really like the Japanese ones. I love Japanese cards. Mm. Sarkana Unbroken. The art is so good. It's it's a lot of uh, uh, Chinese New Year style yeah. type. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, I, I've loved a lot of them. They do. We got a cool dragon token. Yeah, it's a token. Uh, we also have a steel hellkite. That, Card sucks, but it's cool. That that's probably my the favorite art amongst all of them. I don't know what mine is. I like that. Um, but yeah, so. It says, and it says, then across four qualifying seasons at participating stores, additional standard events and Year of the Dragon promos can be acquired. So for the qualifier season one, uh, with Outlaw of Thunder Junction, the promo will be Steel Hellkite, and then qualifier season two, which is Modern Standard Draft and Sealed, with Modern Horizons three, is the Full Art Mountain, and then Corval. That's my favorite. Uh, season three of Standard, which is kind of where we're at now, which is Bloomborough, will be Corval. Season four of Standard. Will uh, with uh, Duskmore House of Horror will be the Dragon Tempest. Mm -hmm. um, so I but, love the mountain. Ooh, the mountain is pretty. It's, yeah, and especially the Japanese ones. Oh my god, uh, Corvold, my favorite one. I still like Steel Hellkite. Yeah, art that's better. fine. Uh, Dragon Tempest card uh, sucks, but it's that art's nice awesome. art. And you know what I love about this one so much? These, These are different colored dragons. No. Those are the five dragons from Kamigawa. Oh, yes, they are. Yes. I don't know any of their names. I keep wanting to call the black one Junji Ito because his name is very similar is to not. that. It is not. I know. <laughs> believe me. But I keep wanting to call him Junji Ito. But yeah, so I mean, once we find out more of where these are coming from, we'll go ahead and, I'd love and get to that get information some. out there. Um, we're going to try and keep up on it and get some uh, just because they're cool. But um, since this is the last episode before Don't 2024. Don't you dare say it. Say what? I don't know. We're going to oh. find out if I yell at you or not. What are some goals that you have for the new year? Magic related yeah, and, and podcast related. Not, I, I, I don't care if you've kind of talked about the podcast stuff already, but for magic, it's just doing better at events. You know, I want to, uh, my goal is to top eight a uh, secret layer showdown modern in Vegas. Oh, wow. That's the goal. If I can do that, I will be happy within my magic career. I was going to say, I'm, I'm shooting a lot lower than you are. My goal is I would like to top eight a standard event with an event or an RCQ? RCQ. Okay. Those are very different things. A standard RCQ with my uh, cheap ass bant toxic deck that's that's what i would like to do magic wise um i would also like to be able to get just a lot more gameplay in uh gameplay videos yeah um, i'm still working on editing that other one. I, I would like to be able to see if i could get um you know, see if we can't set something up with like Joe Johnson and see if we can't do uh, remote 
viewing type gameplay because I would love to be able to get play another game with him and and stuff like that and and just find some more people that would want to sit down and play some good games with um, get some more modern practice and standard practice in. I want to shoot for a top eight with you know um, in the pioneer for RCQs type stuff. I'm not looking at winning the event, but I would like to you know try and get another top eight type situation. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how things go. No, you and should go for a win now that you you've top eighted something already. Go for a win. We got a whole. I mean, you got a whole year to get ready for the next modern season. No, well, yeah, I could shoot for a modern win. Yeah, go for a modern win. Maybe you'll maybe you'll end up winning the secret layer showdown. Instead of me, you bastard. I know, right? I just want a top eight. I want one of the sick promos because uh, I think they already announced that those are the Merktide ones. Yeah. The yeah, Secret Layer yeah, Showdown. I, I think, really so. want I think one they of the Merktides are so cool. But yeah, so uh, what about, what do you want to see with uh, the podcast and going forward? I, have, I mean, what what is what is one goal you would like to, to, to push out there? I think gameplay. I think that in terms of like, so... We're obviously in terms of like our numbers, because I, I I pay attention. Our biggest ones are obviously on Spotify, right? I want to reach out to that YouTube community more. I want to do more shorts. I want to I want to start shorts. We don't have any. So I want to figure that out. And we'll probably do a lot of that with gameplay. And then, yeah, like I said, just gameplay in general. I just I want YouTube to be more active and then that will bring people into like our main stuff um, here. And I'm actually working with a couple friends on like starting another YouTube channel of gaming outside of magic. So how it will work is we'll still have magic shit on there, you know, obviously, but it will also work. And I'm trying to figure out how I can get it kind of involved with the podcast because you and I have talked about, you know, like starting a production company in a sense. And I kind Mm -hmm. of want it to fall under that. And we would just do a lot of, you know, PC games, video games, you know, tabletop games. You know, I want to do D&D on there. I'm starting a D&D campaign soon. And so that's kind of my goal is to just get more get out there more, you know, because I feel like it'll be easier to find us if we have a lot out there. So, yeah, but we don't want to go, you don't want to burn yourself. No, and I don't want to go too broad either. You know, I don't want us, you know, and, and I won't do all the editing. Of course, we have I have a friend of mine who's offered to do a lot of the editing, especially for D&D stuff, because I, if I have to DM do the you know, I, I do a lot of the editing for a podcast. So if I have to do that as well, on top of the recording here and recording D&D stuff and getting that ready and then trying to which, edit it, which was super funny, because until you got your your new laptop, I was doing all of the editing and I was just fine fucking overloaded between that and all my other shit going on and then you you were like oh no, i'll take this i can do this i can do that and then it's like you took everything and you've been editing everything lately it's yeah i, I need to take over more editing is what i need to and do. i don't mind i think it's a good skill to have i'm 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 so behind on youtube shit that's probably what you can do is get those back up to date because i've been trying to edit our our gameplay and my god that is trying to do a multi-camera setup and edit that is just a whole new world for me. I'm learning a lot and I'm very much enjoying it. The production and the quality behind it isn't probably going to be up to like where we're going to be in like a year from now, but I'm learning a lot. It's going to be a first a first attempt and we had a great game. We had good friends, a lot of laughing. I pissed everybody off by destroying everyone's lands. <laughs> I do got to say, though, it seemed while we were recording it and I haven't seen any of the videos of it. I have. But it felt like there was a lot of over talking of each other, which I think is Maybe, kind of like, to like be the expected. audio might have been blown out a I few times. 
it, I'm going to call them out. Austin, my God, you're loud. <laughs> there have been times where I have to separate the audio and put it on a separate channel that I have literally named Austin. <laughs> because so you I can have just it take the volume down? Yes. Yeah, so, no, I can take that one audio track of him talking and move it one space down to the next channel that has the audio specifically for him. No, I, I've had a great time editing it, though, and, and just getting to even just kind of relive that. And, you know, because even though Andrew won, fuck Andrew, eight and a half tails. I know that deck is stupid. He's had it for years. I've played against it numerous so times. many times, even before you and I met. I played against it many times. And my God, um, not to say that he won with it, but yeah, absolutely. So stick with us. For the uh, 2024, the new year, we're going to have new stuff uh, coming out, working on getting better stuff and and getting a lot more, uh, getting the production a little bit better going. So, Which, to be fair, compared to where we were back in June to now is, you know, when it was just you and I sitting on this table right here, facing each other awkwardly and talking for an hour with a shitty microphone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, right? We have we, evolved. We, we've evolved and we're going to evolve a lot more as we go forward. Absolutely. So with that being said, happy new year, happy holidays. We love you all and we will see you next time. Preoccupy my temporal lobe. This is getting serious. So no, I want to recognize the progress we have made. Hung over bodyless brown eyes and her Ridiculous reprise from across the ocean. She was finally coming home. She said, Take me far away from this cold place. My cheeks are frosted with my tears. And my hands need yours to hold. You're making poverty so fun. I wouldn't starve with anyone. But you, you perfect actor, burn with me forever. Eat the rich and lose our jobs Move down south to the Arctic thaws I pray that in the end it hurts Cause that means that we tried to make this work